This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. Active Skin Repair uses a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which mimics our natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. We've been loving Active Skin Repair for all the cuts and scrapes that show up in the active toddler life. Sage loves that there's both the spray version, but also a cream version. He likes to get to choose which one he's going to do. He calls it the magic cream. And it's been so great for taking care of Mila's neck rash now that she's full on teething. Can we get a minute for a teething three and a half month old? What in the world? Active Skin Repair has thousands of five-star reviews and the ingredients so safe and clean, they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest. Keeping it simple with one soothing solution for all your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code VILLAGE. That's www.activeskinrepair.com, code VILLAGE, for 20% off your order. You're listening to Voices of Your Village. This is episode 165. Today we're talking about routines, and don't mix this up with schedules. We'll go into the difference in this episode, but routines are crucial for our regulation, both as adults and kids. When we know what to expect, when we know what's coming next, it helps our nervous system feel regulated and calm. We're going to chat about how you can implement routines with your kiddos, how to change a routine, and what happens when your kiddo pushes a boundary or has some big behaviors about routines. All right, folks, let's dive in. Welcome to Voices of Your Village, a place where parents, caregivers, teachers, and experts come to support one another on this wild ride of raising tiny humans. We combine decades of experience with the latest research to create the modern parenting village. Let's dive into honest conversation about real parenting challenges so it doesn't have to be this hard. I'm your host, Alyssa Blass Campbell. When people reach out and they're saying that they're hearing boundary pushing or big behaviors from kids, one of the first questions that I ask is, tell me more about your routines for the day. What does your daily routine look like? So often when we're seeing a lot of boundary pushing or huge behavior like challenges or meltdowns or tantrums, there aren't concrete routines for kiddos. Let's chat about what this really means and why it's important. Routines for me, it's not like a schedule. It's not like, okay, at 9.15, this happens, and at 9.45, this happens. You don't have to be committed to a clock for routines. It's more a general flow for the day. So looking at like, okay, every morning when we wake up, here's the expectation. We are going to get up and we might snuggle for a little bit and read and then have some breakfast. Maybe we're going to get dressed and then you might watch a show while I get my breakfast ready or have some coffee that's hot. Maybe clean up from breakfast that we made. 
And then we're going to move our bodies. We're going to do a sensory rich activity. We're going to swing on a swing or jump into a pillow pile. Then maybe we're going to head outside. We're going to get our stuff on and go outside and play. Maybe we're going to library or to the playground. We're guiding kids through what to expect. When we have concrete, consistent routines, again, not that like at 918 every day, this is what we're doing, but that this is the general flow for the day. When we have that, it provides a sense of safety and security because we know what's coming next. If it's always changing and you don't know what's coming next, for kiddos, it's very dysregulating. Their brain is constantly trying to figure out what to expect. It's really taxing on the organizational planning component of sensory regulation because they're constantly trying to figure out like, all right, at what point are we going to go outside? I wonder what, when we're going to have breakfast. When do we change our clothes? When is it time to jump in a pillow pile? Concrete, consistent routines provide safety and stability. It doesn't have to be rigid. It's something that you can say, oh man, the library's closed today. Oh, that's where we were planning to go. I wonder if we should go to the playground or we should go on a hike. Hmm, what do you think? These can change. They can ebb and flow. One of the greatest things we can do for kids is give them a visual schedule so they don't have to keep it all in their brain. We use visual aids all the time as adults. We have clocks and to-do lists and calendars and all these things that help us organize information. For kids, we're often like, just remember, (laughs) and we can give them more support. When we provide them with a visual schedule, then they can reference it. We can reference it. If we have to move something around, we can We have a visual schedule, a transition schedule, we call it, for the day up on our shop. If you head to seedandso.org and go to our shop, then you can snag ours if you'd like. You can create your own. It doesn't have to be anything fancy, just something to let them know what the expectation is. When I'm setting up a visual schedule, I tend to do it in two chunks, the first half of the day and then the second half of the day, so it doesn't look so overwhelming. Kind of like... What's going to happen from now until nap time? And then after nap, what's the expectation? It's so frustrating to spend the money and effort to buy your kids clothes just to have them grow out of the size within a week or have your kids complain that they itch, pinch, or just aren't comfortable. If you're with me on this, you've got to check out Posh Peanut. Their sensitive skin-friendly clothes are made from viscose from bamboo, stretch with your kid as they grow, and they're also made to last. Posh Peanut makes thoughtfully crafted, super cute clothing for kids and families. It is the softest thing, y'all. The design is all done in-house with different patterns, and it came in the mail, and I was like, oh my gosh, I want to wear this for myself every day. Their luxe women's pajamas and robes were all that I wanted to wear postpartum for nursing and hanging out on the couch with Mila. It helps so much that the fabric is breathable and chemical-free, which means they're delicate against Mila's sensitive skin too. And I totally get why Posh Peanut is loved by over 1 million parents. Right now, Posh Peanut is offering our listeners 20% off your first order with promo code VILLAGE. 
Go to poshpeanut.com slash village and use promo code village for 20% off your first order. That's poshpeanut.com slash village, promo code village. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being back to work after maternity leave has been so good and frankly, so hard. I love what I do and I missed collaborating with my team while I was out and it's been a tough transition. The combination of a packed schedule and still being the milk machine for me, Levine, it's hard to juggle everything. I feel so grateful for my weekly therapy hour. Sometimes I'm just holding so much and I need a safe space to let it out and get it off my chest. I've noticed that when I don't release it, it comes out anyway, but usually in ways that aren't aligned with how I want to show up in the world. BetterHelp is such a convenient, flexible option for parents who just can't take the travel time to get to an in-person therapy visit. It's entirely online. You can show up in your jammies, always a win in my book, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you're on your way to feeling heard. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash voices today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash voices. We heard you loud and clear and are excited to announce a payment plan for Mama's Getaway this year. A bunch of you reached out and said you really want to be able to come and we're wondering if we could break up the payments into a few months. So we are offering a payment plan where you can do four installments of $159 a month. We want you to be able to join us in Watertown, New York, September 25th and 26th this year to dive deep into this work. Mama's Getaway is unlike any other thing that we do. It's our only in-person event, and in-person is just so different than any other space. When we are in-person, we can dive into this work in a deeper way. We have guests that come and present. It's like a workshop for parenting. We get to go into your patterns and habits from childhood and how they're informing how you're showing up today. We get to help you build some tools for yourself, for your partnership, for navigating boundaries with in-laws and parents and other folks in your village. We also go deep into what this work looks like with the tiny humans and how to support your unique child. It's a series of workshops on Saturday and on Sunday, breakfast and lunch are included, and then we have a mama's mingle on Saturday night. It's totally optional. If you want to take off your workshop hat and come out and hang out and connect with other moms who are doing this work, our villages have been in isolation for so long at this point, and we are looking forward to connecting in person. I will be there with my little babe as well. It'll be the only in-person event that I am doing in 2021. So come join us. Head over to mamasgetawayweekend.com and sign up today for $159. You are worth taking care of. I also really love to use timers when we're talking about routines because it's going to let kiddos know our timeline expectation. Remember, we're never using timers as threats. It's always to communicate openly. 
When we don't use timers, we often have a timeline expectation. We just aren't communicating it. So we might say, all right, we're going to clean up and get ready to go outside. And they don't know that we mean now, five minutes, 10 minutes. But when we can use a timer and say, all right, guys, it's almost time to go outside. We're going to clean up our toys in five minutes. I'll set the timer. And when it beeps, we'll clean up and then get our stuff on to go outside. We're letting them know and giving them a visual aid that they can look at. If your kid can tell time, awesome. You can reference a clock. If your kid can't tell time yet, like most kids in early childhood, you can use a timer. Our favorite timer is the time timer. It just gives a visual, The when you turn the dial on it, the amount of time that's remaining is red. So they can see the red gets shorter and shorter, smaller and smaller as we get closer to the timer beeping. We've had so many people reach out and be like, oh my gosh, I started using a timer and it's been amazing. That when we use it, not as a threat, but instead just saying, all right, let's set the timer. And sometimes I'll ask kids, would you like to set the timer for three minutes or five minutes? Giving them some ownership in that time and they can help you set it. And the time timer also, you can stand it up, you can uh, hang it, or you it has a magnet. So it's very versatile. There are different sizes as well. So you can have them like more on the go or more just at home. A sand timer can work great for this too. But making sure that we are communicating with them with a visual that they can reference. When kiddos know what to expect, there's less boundary pushing. We see it throughout the day. We see it in sleep routines a lot. When kids are pushing the boundaries around sleep, we're always going to ask you, what's your routine? If it's consistent, they learn what to expect. Kind of like Pavlov's dog, we talk about how we're always conditioning kids and we're conditioning them with our response. When you do this, I will do this. We are letting them know what to expect all the time. It's, we're all conditioned humans. And they can start to learn things like, oh, after we read two books and the sound machine goes on and the lights go off, then it's sleep time. Their body will literally get these cues, like Pavlov's dog. And we notice this too in, in adulthood. If you pay attention to what's your typical morning routine, you can probably do a lot of it without thinking. Maybe pouring your coffee into the cup and grabbing milk to toss in it. We go through so many steps without having to think consciously because it's a part of our conditioning. It's a part of our subconscious. And when we have concrete routines and habits, it's really helpful for us because we're not having to constantly be like, okay, how do I pour the coffee into the mug? Then what do I do next? It becomes second nature for you. And with concrete routines, this is the same thing for kiddos. So many of these things become second nature. There are so many important factors that go into a child being able to independently fall asleep. So many steps that come before a child just independently falling asleep on their own. We put together a free guide for you that is five things to do before teaching your child to fall asleep independently so that you can support them in doing this successfully. Head on over to seedandsew.org slash independent sleep to snag your free guide for five things to do before teaching your child to fall asleep independently. 
We want to support them with some foundations before helping them with this new skill. Head to seedandsew.org slash independent sleep to snag your free guide today. When I was teaching in early childhood, I would have parents who would be like, how do you get them out the door or back in when you have like nine toddlers and we're sunscreening everyone or we're putting all the snow gear on? And it doesn't mean it's easy, but the kids know exactly what to expect because we do the same thing every time. And so it wasn't something that they were constantly having to like push a boundary or ask what's the expectation because they knew the expectation. We were consistent with those routines of how to get out the door. It was never a negotiation because they knew what to expect. The first few times of a new routine, usually pretty challenging. The kid was going to ask, do you mean it? How about now? Is this still the rule on Saturday? Is this the same routine when grandma's over? It's their job to ask those questions, and it's our job to say, yeah, bud, same routine. And so we expect that for the first especially three days of a new routine, if you do it consistently for three days... But generally for the first like week to two weeks, you're going to see a little boundary pushing, some pushback. And when you're consistent and you are regulated and can show up consistently with them and let them know, yep, this is the expectation. This is going to be the routine. Then they learn, okay, cool. And it provides that safety and security of knowing what's coming next. But at first, it can be a little dysregulating for them because they don't know this is a routine that's going to stick or it might feel outside of the norm for them. It might feel like something different. So when you're creating a new routine, that's absolutely something we should expect. As you're outlining your routine, make sure you're building in those sensory-rich activities every couple hours. This will really help, especially with transitions. If a kiddo has been able to pour into that sensory bank and make a deposit, then the withdrawal that happens through a transition can be easier for them to manage. It doesn't feel so overwhelming. If sensory-rich activities, if those three words together felt new to you, you can head to the link in my bio over at Instagram at seed.and.so and snag our free list of sensory-rich activities, and it'll guide you through what I mean by this, what that looks like. You can also tune into episode 156 with Dr. Shanker to learn more about sensory-rich activities in the sensory systems and self-regulation. We have a deeper dive there. All right, folks, head on over to our shop to snag our transition schedules or make your own. Please, please, please take a picture and share this on social media and tag seed.and.so. I want to see you using your schedules and how you're using them. I want to hear how it's going. Same with your visual timers, any visual aids. I love to hear from you and how it's going and what challenges might be coming up. Remember, this should be something that is helpful for you, not overwhelming, so do not overthink it. It does not have to be Pinterest perfect. Any visual aid that communicates what to expect throughout that chunk of the day is helpful. Snap that picture, share it over on Instagram, tag seed.and.so. I cannot wait to cheer you on in this journey. Good luck, my friends. Thanks for tuning in to Voices of Your Village. Check out the transcript at voicesofyourvillage.com. Did you know that we have a special community over on Instagram hanging out every day with more free content? Come join us at seed.and.so, S-E-W. 
Take a screenshot of you tuning in, share it on the gram, and tag seed.and.so to let me know your key takeaway. If you're digging this podcast, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We love collaborating with you to raise emotionally intelligent humans. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and, more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests, too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.